cool. Do you like the micro, like the hands? Yeah, it was way better. Yeah. He just looks so depressed. (laughs) (laughs) So we're in, Greg and I haven't recorded a podcast together in a really long time. And now we have our, both of our dogs in here with us. And Hazel's in her crate, and she's, like, so pissed right now (laughs) because Willa has this cool (laughs) toy that smells like a cookie, and she just has, like, this bone. But usually the bone is the thing they fight over, so she had the cool toy. Yeah, Willa cries when she doesn't have that. Yeah, and so we got Willa an even cooler toy, and now she's, like, Hazel's pissed, (laughs) and she keeps crying like a little baby, so I don't know. They're the reasons we haven't done a podcast in quite some time. they're literally the only reason. And also because we never feel like <laughs> we have anything to talk about. Yeah, well, we do. We just don't talk okay. about it with a microphone. Yeah, we have. S- <laughs> yeah, like, no, that's what I mean. We don't have stuff to talk about on the podcast because yeah. we have so many like good. Oh my god, what is she doing? We have so many good chats throughout the day. Yeah, and like so many things that we talk about and then it's like oh that'd be so good if we had just recorded that yeah. but like it's, <laughs> yeah so welcome greg back to the podcast Thank i didn't you. even say hey everyone welcome back to life chats <laughs> podcast I have a special guest today we have a special guest today actually three special guests greg and our two dogs yeah um so how's life with the dogs greg are you loving it yeah we actually really are that was sarcastic yeah. but we actually are yeah love having no sleep and no <laughs> <laughs> but we've been going no. on hikes with them That's for true. the past two and days. It's amazing. it's amazing. Like I was never one to enjoy hiking through trails in the woods. Like it wasn't. Yeah. It was fun. It's cool. It and then you're like, like <laughs> it's kind of boring. But <laughs> I hate to say it. It's, like, it's great. And it's also boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but having dogs makes it so yeah. fun. Like Willa will book it like through the woods like full throttle whips through the woods. anyone with a dog knows what they're like but just like full throttle whips through the woods we see like up on this huge hill like way up in yeah. the forest we like see her like booking it through Galloping the trees like and we're like oh yeah. okay also can i just say that hazel's upside down legs splayed front arms <laughs> to the side sleeping fully on her back she was crying asleep. a second ago yeah. now she's into a deep sleep on her back like a like a she's a little like a asshole <laughs> basically for being <laughs> yeah will is a big asshole <laughs> yeah she's only an asshole to hazel she's a pretty good dog she's otherwise she's not an asshole she's an she's a queen she's my queen oh my god i love her okay well that's not the point of this podcast what an intro what an intro okay the point of today's podcast is influencing and i thought that it would be really cool to just talk about like the influencing if you don't know what i'm talking about like social media influencers um that industry i have been i guess in it for like three years now or almost three years um and i feel like i have some insights into it and so i thought it would be really interesting to kind of talk to you guys about what it's actually like how everything works Mm. like spill the beans on all of it Um, And then I wanted to have Greg here because he like kind of on the outside watching me do my thing for a couple of years and like being excited for me and stuff, but like not really knowing how it all worked. And now he actually works with me. And so he knows kind of firsthand like how it all works and stuff. So I thought it'd be cool to like get his perspective on that too. Um, And yeah, just tell you guys like what it's actually like to do the job that I do. And there's a lot of things that go on that people who just use social media for their own 
purposes, like mm-hmm. not as a business, wouldn't really know and or like wouldn't know how it works or like how you even get paid as an influencer, yeah. like those kind of I'd things. I have no idea. Yeah. And so I feel like people actually like are starting to understand YouTube a bit more now, but I'll also explain on YouTube like how YouTubers get paid and stuff yeah. because um, it's really interesting and this kind of like a random topic for today because I don't yeah. usually do stuff like this, but I just want to do more conversational things. on Something here. everybody wonders, I'm sure, but they're yeah. just like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, exactly. How do you even go about that? So. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that we would kind of talk about that today. So, where to begin? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. This Start is off. a huge topic. <laughs> so, okay. First just of all. Dive right in. Yeah, dive in right tell in. Tell me all about the industry and I'll tell you how little I know about <laughs> it. <laughs> I'll just be here. Huh. huh. Wow, You're like taking say. notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just taking notes. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, I think I'll start off. For those of you who don't know, basically, my job is technically like an influencer in like the cooking and lifestyle space um so i basically make money from youtube um, my blog my instagram and my cookbook those are kind of like my main streams of income it's my full-time job so i don't do any other job except like have my own business and it is actually a real business i'm incorporated so it's i've got a business number i've got an hst like tax number it's a real thing you're much more boss bitch businesswoman than <laughs> anybody i've ever met so <laughs> if anybody's doubting that it's a real business out there or not understanding what it is even if i don't understand what it is you're a boss bitch <laughs> business <you>. woman. <laughs> yeah i always i never thought of myself as a businesswoman i like hated that idea but now i'm like wow i really am and I just learned a lot about bookkeeping from this tax audit. So Same. I've got all <laughs> I've got all the components covered now because that was kind of like the accounting side of things was like the side that I didn't know yeah. anything about. And I was just like, oh, I'll just pay them. The but one now. that gives you anxiety and just say, yeah, Take all the money you want. Yeah. Just, I'm like, just tell me how much I owe and I don't want to look at a spreadsheet. Yeah. But now I was forced into looking at a spreadsheet and oh boy, do I know. So what is an influencer, Greg? What do you think an influencer is? I have no idea. It's so broad. (laughs) It is really broad. Everybody knows what an influencer is, but nobody knows what an influencer (laughs) is. It's so, like, the whole industry is just broad. Everybody says they're an influencer. The industry's a mess. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Totally unregulated. No idea what's going on. Yeah. But everybody just gets gets paid for different reasons and... (laughs) That's that. All <laughs> Call right. It a day. That is the definition. That's Greg's definition of an yeah. influencer. That's what I know about it. What <laughs> I would say an influencer is, is someone who has a, whether it's like a, a brand brand, like a, they sell products or mm-hmm. like a personal brand where they themselves, if you hear clicking, it's Willa chewing her toy, by the way, uh, or a personal brand where like they themselves are the brand. And I kind of go between the two. Like I would say I'm kind of both. My things are called Live B, so obviously I am kind of your, like the focal point of the brand, yeah. but I do have like products like my cookbook and blah, blah, blah. So I kind of go between the two. So it's basically someone who has a brand who is paid to promote products or services um, by other brands and promote it to an audience. That's mm. what I would say. Like, it's kind of like, you know how people say your circle of influence? Yeah. You love that term with real estate. Yes. Um so it's kind of like you're promoting things to your circle of influence you're an influencer you're influencing people essentially to buy things or to do things like i kind of started mine to influence more people to go vegan Mm -hmm. i didn't start it with the intention of like 
promoting quinoa, but here we are. Yeah. Um, well, no, I wish I promoted quinoa, but I'm but working like, on what it. What is your brand? Like, is it a copyright copyrighted logo that, that, you know, you stamp on things that you call yours or is it like? Well, I think so my like my corporation is different than my brand. Mm-hmm. So my corporation is kind of like me and the things I produce. But I would say my brand is like a lifestyle and cooking, like a plant-based cooking and lifestyle person, brand, like influencer or person who like I, so another word that people use is content creator. So Mm -hmm. if you don't call yourself an influencer, you might call yourself a content creator and that might be people who like make YouTube videos for a living. And so let's say you call yourself a content creator, but you make videos all about how to take photos okay that's like so meta wait (laughs) (laughs) you make videos all about like how to do makeup so like you would be considered like a a beauty youtuber let's say so you are a content creator because you create content for a living and content Mm -hmm. is the videos and the photos and stuff um content creator sometimes is used interchangeably especially with like on a platform like instagram let's say you have like a fitness influencer they're technically a content creator because Mm -hmm. they're taking photos all the time and like that's how they are getting their message across through the instagram platform um, but they might not consider themselves a content creator. They might more so consider themselves an influencer if they like promote products really frequently or yeah. they try and sell like their fitness plans frequently, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Whereas I feel like content creators are more like they see it more as like an art and their right. their thing is like creating cinematic videos. So right. they would call themselves like a content more creator. Original. Yeah, because their main focus is to create content, not to influence people to Right. buy things essentially hmm. so yeah huh. so yeah there you have it cool end of episode now <laughs> yeah that's a wrap um so i don't even know where to start with how the industry works it's a send okay it really is as easy as like a brand pays someone to promote their products mm-hmm. to their following on instagram or youtube yeah. or whatever it is that's kind of like the basis of it but oh man there's but just how have you so developed much more things to it. like in the back end like what is your business essentially like who do you employ like who do you you know yeah um who takes care of certain things for you how do you get to know these companies how do they Mm -hmm. contact you contact you how do they know what your statistics are and like why would they want to go with you over other people yeah yeah good point okay so how i started out and how i feel like most people start out especially back when I started, when this was like kind of getting up and running, it might be different now, but a few years, a few years ago when I started, um, so as you're like growing your following or like people start following you more and more and you start to Mm -hmm. get a bigger following companies, honestly, will just start reaching out to you like via email or through your like DMS or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, what usually happens is they'll offer to send you free products in right. exchange for like a photo on Instagram or to like talk about it on your story. They didn't have Instagram stories back when I started, so it might've been Snapchat, but same thing. Um, and yeah, so they'll be like, Hey, we have this, like, for example, the bento box company that mm-hmm. I worked with, that was like kind of the first big company that I worked with. 
they just literally sent me a free bento box which is like what thirty dollars or something like it it has like very minimal value but back then i was like oh my god no one's ever sent me anything before like this is so cool like free stuff (laughs) and now when people want to give me free stuff i'm like no No, god i don't have any room more boxes (laughs) in the laundry room to fold up (laughs) greg took so long like not today today didn't take that long but like greg has taken so long before just breaking down boxes it's so i see the mailman coming in the driveway i'm like (laughs) If I start oh. to sweat, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> you, like, whip out your box cutter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Willa, like, backs away slowly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got a new micro microwave. Oh, my God. I cannot say microphone. I got a new microphone stand today. And, like, after Greg broke down a whole bunch of boxes <laughs> and the guy comes walking up the driveway with this, like, oblong box. And Greg was like, oh, God. They just laid in the st- at the top of the stairs for like three hours because I did not want to <laughs> go back into the laundry room. <laughs> I saw this thing that was like, women like cook, take care of the kids, blah, blah, blah. And usually their husbands break down boxes and do literally nothing else. <laughs> and I was like, that's honestly like not. I hate that we've fallen into a stereotype like that. <laughs> But at girls the same can't time, break down boxes because it like hurts my nails. <laughs> you like try and peel back the cardboard and your nail bends back. You just, you just <laughs> set this female gender back like sixty years. Oh god, people are getting so mad at me right now. No, I hate breaking down boxes, and I feel like most people do. And guys are just the ones that get stuck doing it because you're like, it's not all that bad, honestly. Sometimes you just, you just get to like, them. I stand on them or I crush them, or like I punch the shit out of them. <laughs> Just to like, I don't know, maybe I have this <laughs> anger in me from like a week's long of work. Not work with me, though. No. I'll, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so where were we? Free products. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, the Bento Box company sent me a free Bento Box, and I was like, the frick is a Bento Box, first of all. But I was like, sure, I'll take it. So I used it, and I made like this cool like layered photo with like, fruit layered Mm. to look all cool like before bento boxes were like even a thing this was okay so bento boxes have been a thing in japanese culture for literally so long but i guess i don't know instagram just went ham on bento boxes in recently in the past few years and i had never really seen anything on instagram like with bento boxes especially in the vegan space like no one was even using bento boxes so they sent me a bento box i was like what the f is this (laughs) Took it anyway. Took a dope picture. Like this picture, I wish I could like put it up on a screen for people to see if this (laughs) is audio, but it turned out really cool. And then like it got a bunch of likes. So I was like, okay, I'm going to use this in a video. Like people really seem to like this. So I created my first like back to school lunch ideas and I used the bento box because I was like, this is way cooler than Tupperware. And then that video went viral and that's like what started my whole YouTube career. But it all started with a free bento Willa, honey, can you please chew that not on the microphone stand? You can hear that. (laughs) Good girl. She's warming up my feet now. Oh, good. Um, Yeah, so all due to a free bento box. And so, yeah, back then people basically just like sent me free stuff and I was cool with that. There kind of comes this time that's different for everyone where you're like, okay, I cannot pay my bills with (laughs) free free bento boxes. And so you're like, crap, like what do I do now? And so then just randomly, like once this happened with my YouTube, because my Instagram was like still pretty small. I had like 20,000 followers Mm. um, back then, which is like small, but it was bigger than my YouTube. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, So yeah, then my YouTube 
started growing. And that's when I got my first paid sponsorship where this company reached out to me just like out of the blue and like straight up offered money. Like I saw Mm. like a dollar sign and I was like, oh my God, it's not just free product. Like someone wants to pay me. I was shook. I was literally like, holy shit, (laughs) like someone (laughs) wants to give me money to talk about this cool product that I would have bought anyway. I would have done it for the free product (laughs) anyway. But I was like, I got like dollar signs in my eyes and I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Anyway, so then I did my first sponsorship and then just like a bunch more started rolling in because my YouTube was blowing up at that point. Mm. And I was like, okay, I just moved out of my parents' house. Like I'm going to take all the ones I can get. So obviously I did some that like I wouldn't have chosen now because like I just needed to pay my bills and like I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) Yeah, it's still a business. And I mean, that's an arguable point for um, later too, talking about that. But yeah, at that point I just like took whatever I could get. I was like, I can't believe I'm making money from YouTube. Um, so yeah, that's one way to make money on YouTube where a company Mm. just like pays you and I can get into kind of the details of this and what it's actually like conversing with companies and stuff, but, um, that's one way to do it. And then the other way that people make money on YouTube is through AdSense. So, you know, when you find a really cool video and you click on it, you're like, wow, dog training video, click on this. And then before the video starts, you get like a friggin' McDonald's, McDonald's. ad or like dairy a, farmers a of Canada, dairy farmers <laughs> of Canada or like a Google pixel ad. And you're like, ah, God, yep. that is the other way that YouTubers make money, not from the like the specific themselves. companies themselves, but basically Google has like a revenue sharing uh, model where you get 50% of the ad revenue that's generated from your video. And that's based on like the amount of views your video gets. So I honestly don't know the exact amount is different for each person, but it's about $1 per thousand views. Mm. So if you get a million views on a video, you have like probably minimum like a thousand dollars from that video, mm-hmm. which seems like a lot, but not everyone obviously gets a million dollars yeah. per video. So if you get like 30,000 views in a video, you'll make like $30. Right. So um, that's why, like, unless you are getting, like, millions and millions and millions of views on videos, you're not making hardly any money from AdSense. Um, So, yeah, that's, like, the other way that you get money. So, um, That's where I would say, like, coming from, like, knowing nothing. Yeah. I used to think that that's where every influencer got all their money was Mm -hmm. through ads and stuff. The super popular ones do. Yeah. Like, there's youtubers who are like i don't do sponsorships like i keep my videos ad free but it's like yeah but you get like five million views per video so you're making like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars off the ads that roll before your video so um yeah it's true some people do make all of their money from that but yeah most youtubers i generalize thinking that all of them just always make so much money off of an ad like thinking about the ad industry and stuff there's so yep. much money in it i just assumed that there was so much money to go around that they were just handing out money <laughs> anytime somebody posted a cool video or something yeah no you can cho- so you can choose so like most people have like a, a f- 15 second non-skippable ad or a 30 second skippable ad where you have mm-hmm. to watch five seconds and then you can say skip ad right um, you can choose what kind of ads you want on your video, but you don't choose the brands. So when people get mad that there's a McDonald's ad before my video, I'm like, yeah, okay, not it's literally here. not my fault. It's McDonald's targeting vegan videos. Also, you know, when you're watching a kind of long video and there's like ad breaks all mm-hmm. throughout the video, 
that's people putting even more ads in there. Again, they don't choose the brand or like what the ad actually is, but they choose how many ads they want in their video. Really? So that's just people like grabbing money. They're like, I know you're going to watch this video anyway. Like, damn, I'd do that. I don't do that because I find it really annoying. You took the moral high ground. I took the moral high ground and the financial low ground. <laughs> you appreciate your followers enough I, to not do that to them. Yeah, because I hate when there's a video with like six ads in it and you have to skip and sometimes you can't skip the ad in yeah. order to get to the end of the video. Lucky I'm, like, I'm not in charge of that decision for you. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, ads every five seconds. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's basically how that works and AdSense works, but... For the majority of YouTubers, myself included, you make the bulk of your income from sponsored videos. So partnering with brands right. that you ideally like and use. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I think most people try and partner with brands that they genuinely enjoy and use. Otherwise, it would be really hard. You to probably didn't have that luxury at the start, though. You just take whatever was yeah, that's given what to I you and try and said. swing it and promote. Yeah, I promoted like a phone game called best fiends <laughs> i would have done that in our heartbeat I everybody likes i enjoyed that game it was like candy crush but with bugs and like weird yeah. little animal things and it was actually really fun but i took it because again i was like okay this company's like offering me money to talk Obviously. about this and i need to yeah. pay my rent or else i'm gonna get kicked out of my first apartment um so yeah those ones like was not proud of that it's funny now but like yeah. back then i was like oh god people are gonna hate me and they kind of did but anyway long story short sponsorships are such a point of contention on youtube like yes. whenever there's an ad in the video people get so mad but i'm like look this is how we make our money <laughs> if you want any content if you want all. videos like <laughs> videos take a lot i can get into this but videos take a long time to make like yep. you gotta film especially cooking ones there's so much mess yeah, like if you don't want sponsorships or ads you gotta go back to cable television where martha stewart's the those have ads every two minutes yeah though. those are even worse <laughs> i know <laughs> and you gotta YouTube, sit through them and youtube's the free thing. you don't gotta pay for yeah, that exactly well, you gotta pay for internet i guess but <laughs> yeah um yeah so yeah sponsorships are like such a hot topic and people hate them but like if you love a youtuber and they do a sponsorship just try and support them by like not yeah. saying anything or like saying exactly. a nice thing because um in order to have the time to produce content you have to be doing this full time you can't you know exactly. do another job some people do do have other jobs but oh, yeah. if you want to do it like full time and really like do the maximum that you think you can do because i'm trying to turn the world vegan so like right we got other agendas. Yeah, I have an agenda here, people. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just trying to show people how easy and delicious plant-based food can be. That's my little thing. But I just like I want to give people all the recipes. There's so many foods that you need to know how to make mm -hmm. vegan because there's so many non-vegan foods out there. So anyway, got off topic again. But yeah. that's basically why people take sponsorships and why I take sponsorships. Yeah. Also I think if people I really thought about it for two seconds, they'd realize that yeah. you need to and it's not a big deal but yeah they just want to be uninterrupted <laughs> yeah what kind of makes me sick is like kylie jenner taking sponsorships for shitty companies yeah making like a m literally a million dollars on one ad for like a laxative tea Jesus. that promotes like weight loss and it's like you are people have proved that like you're a billionaire at this point like why are you doing yeah that? really those are the only sponsorships that i get <laughs> mad about because i'm like it's bad for your followers you don't need the money yeah unless you're donating it to a good cause which i know you're not because you buy a new car every <laughs> <True>. day <laughs> those are the things but like if it's someone like 
me or like any YouTuber who clearly isn't like buying Gucci bags every like other weekend and like partying all the time. Like, you know, there's lots of YouTubers who are like that. And you're like, wow, you're literally, you know, taking sponsorships to live a lavish lifestyle, which is fine to support our dogs and our dogs. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, this is like my full time job, but I would say like I make a pretty normal salary i'm not like a millionaire over here (laughs) like my house is like a very small house for where we live um yeah so that's how people make money i kind of want to talk about what it's like conversing with brands and like my experience with that what did you think how did you think it happened where like i got a sponsorship and like promoted a product like how did you think that whole thing worked Um, from the outside at the very start or like, like just as you're going through it like like before you knew before yeah before i really okay well i don't know i just thought that you know you were getting hundreds of companies a day just emailing you saying oh we're offering this oh we're offering that and, and you're just there just saying like swipe left swipe, <laughs> left, swipe right like, yeah i'll take yep, that no, yeah, yep. yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> and then uh you yourself just kind of negotiating the the amount but i never knew how much you know, you charged for it. Did you did have Did you think rates? there was did contracts you? and stuff like that? Like, no, or did you think it was more? I didn't more think there was contracts until a little bit later. Obviously, it makes sense to think yeah. about it. Like, if you thought about it for two seconds, you'd be like, well, yeah, they're not just going to e-transfer you so money, <laughs> <laughs> like under the table, black market type yeah. shit. But, type um, shit. <laughs> but, but yeah, like people don't think of it as a, usually as a real paper and pen type business. Yeah. Like you, you know, you don't think of the tax implications. You don't think of the yeah. incorporations. You don't think of like literally running a business like as if you're a CEO starting up a sales company of yeah. something or a merchandise company. Like that's exactly what it is. I just never would have thought that because the internet moves it's so online. fast and yeah. it's all virtual and yeah. seems to be anyway. That's kind of like, I mean, sometimes it can be like that. There's all sorts of different brands and like the way they choose to do things is different but the kind of companies that i work with now like especially some of the bigger ones like like appliance companies and stuff like that they usually go through an agency so like let's say i don't know i'll use an example um like vitamix or whatever Mm. like let's say they pay an agency so there's tons of advertising agencies out there they've been around forever yeah like pr agencies but um there's like special ones now that are like just for influencers so Mm -hmm. like it might just be for like instagram influencers so anyways there's like tons of agencies that manage influencers and so vitamix might go to them and be like okay we have a budget of like fifty thousand dollars we want to like spread it as far as we can or like we want to target these people and then the agency will kind of select influencers that they think would promote their product Mm -hmm. well they'd say like okay we have like 10 influencers here let's offer them like five thousand dollars each um to do like a year-long sponsorship with vitamix so like vitamix doesn't always have direct contact with the influencers and that goes for any brand there are some brands who are smaller who like reach out to people individually Mm -hmm. like the bento box people and stuff but um lots of them go through an agency and when it goes through an agency i find they they're the ones that have like the contracts they've got like a long ass contract with really tiny text that i don't like reading and they have like a lot of like rules and 
just like a lot of stuff goes into it. They have guidelines for like what you can say, what you can't say, what they ideally want you to say. There's like a big approval process where you have to like give them all your content and then they go to the brand and like if the brand approves it, then you're good. If not, you make changes. Um, So it can be like pretty intense. So would it be wise or do a lot of influencers kind of go to these agencies, try to get in with them, you know, make, make kind of friends with these agencies so that they kind of get picked more often for more promotions than others or like would that be a wise thing for most influencers to try and do or is that just not even a thing or do I they do it totally r- based on statistics always and there's no kind of interpersonal favoritism favoritism or <laughs> there's like gotta that? be favoritism i think that definitely happens in bigger cities and places yeah. where like the agencies are actually based i work True. with a lot of u.s companies so like i don't really have the ability to like yeah. i mean you can create relationships online obviously but i think like definitely in bigger cities in la mm-hmm. there's like a lot of behind the scenes shit going on me over here in nova scotia i get picked based on like my statistics um and like my what i actually do and like the yeah. type of content i produce mm-hmm. because i am in like a super niche little zone yeah. of instagram um i usually get picked for things where they really want like a vegan influencer right sometimes they just you know enjoy my photography and videography mm-hmm. and it doesn't really matter if i'm vegan or not but a lot of times they're looking for vegan influencers. kind of statistics are they looking for exactly like what so, would make them choose you over someone else yeah um usually i mean back in the day like two years ago i found that it was just solely based on subscribers and followers Mm. they didn't care really about likes they didn't care about comments they didn't care about engagement at all now brands are not just like throwing money at people with big followings because you can like you can buy followers they didn't really care about audience and like influence and stuff but now they actually look at your engagement so much and like what your actual like rate of conversion is for stuff so like how many people did you actually get to click on the link last time Mm. like and then they kind of adjust it based on that. Do you give those kind of statistics? Do you provide that sort of information or does, or are they able to access this at all times? There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of um, stuff that they can access. They can't go into your account and see your stuff obviously, but there are lots of platforms that usually you have to buy a subscription to, but that show you stats for like YouTube channels and Instagram Mm. and stuff. So a lot of big agencies will have that and that's how they like pick their influencers. Um, there are a lot of brands like I just did one today that asked me to send a screenshot of, you know, the views and replies on my stories for Mm. the past seven days. And so like, I'll just go in and screenshot my analytics and send that to them. Um, and that's, yeah. Or they'll say like, what's your demographics of like age, gender and, um, like geography. And so, but you could just like someone bad out there could just, make that up or Usually screenshot they screen- something and yeah. then like you just i was thinking about that today with it. like like photoshopping yeah like a this screenshot is what I mean. like i feel like it's a very unregulated mm-hmm. regulated industry like they're it's a bit structured people know what's going on they have a better idea now they know, yeah it's a definite defined industry and stuff but there's not like a lot of protection for there's no governing companies for yeah exactly yeah. it's not like real estate you know where you've got a governing body yeah. who protects the public like and each you province. have a governing body that protects the realtor and yeah then you know yeah and uh so there's just not a whole lot to fall back on you could get i feel like a lot of people could get cheated both yeah. ways very easily and lots of lots of times that happens like yeah. lots of i think especially at the start when people like 
saw like the boom in like Instagram influencing and stuff like that. I just say especially in Instagram because it's like anyway it's just like moving so fast but I think like even a few years ago people were like throwing huge amounts of money at influencers being like oh my god you have like a million followers and then like they might not even get like 30 people to buy the product like yeah if they're just really bad at promoting something or it's something that their audience doesn't care about like so I think companies now like a lot of them have been burned (laughs) yeah but it's also the same as I mean like something that um me and Dave talk about I should have Dave on the podcast But anyway, it's because traditional media is so much more expensive than social media. These companies have been spending so much money. So there's actually a lot of companies who have like huge marketing budgets. Mm -hmm. And then they see like, you know, these influencers who they can pay like a fraction of the amount to and have an even bigger reach. Like it's crazy, especially online companies, because. Right. Yeah. Like if you're an online store, people can order from everywhere. Like people have worldwide followings. I literally have followers in like most countries. Yeah. Even if it's an online store, you can just click a link. Like you could link it from your own picture, your own video or something like that. Whereas if you were to put that money towards a billboard or a sign or people have to like go home, they have to go click it. it it. They're (laughs) never going to do that. Or even, you know, TV advertising. So that makes way more sense for a lot of people. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. I don't even know how we got to that. Oh, we were talking about like how the um, process goes with like working with brands and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said that you assumed I had like hundreds of brands messaging. Yeah. Some people. Okay. There's literally some people who I follow who are like, I have like a hundred emails in my inbox, like a hundred unread emails. And I'm like, okay, I know for a fact, 90% of those are absolute trash. Yeah. Like the companies from China that like literally rip off other clothing's websites mm-hmm. and then just like get children to like make shitty versions of the clothes themselves but like don't even take like they use photos from other websites and stuff like Mm -hmm. there's so many of those companies out there that send me messages every single day the time that you get like a a legit brand that's like has a campaign and like really wants to work with you and isn't just like sending out mass emails to everyone it's rare how can you tell the difference like what well, if I've heard of them before, okay. that's one. That <laughs> so sense. like if yeah, Keurig reaches out to me, I'm like, ah, Keurig, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually know what you are. Anyway, there's like so many sketchy stores and just so many that like have gimmicky products and like weight loss teas and you're just oh, like, yeah. okay, like, you know, but um, yeah, I definitely don't have hundreds and hundreds of de- like emails a day. I might have like two to five, I would yeah, say. Still a good amount. On a busy day. Usually Tuesdays are my busiest day to get emails because... This is my theory. I have so many theories. So this <laughs> is my theory. So there's like people that come into their work on a Monday. They're like, ah, so many things I forgot to finish last week. Getting back into the swing of things. They're like tired. They're like, ah, just had a long weekend partying. They don't really get stuff done. But by Tuesday, their boss is like, all right, guys, Monday, like we, we you know, we were finishing stuff up. Like it's been like crazy day, but we're back on track. We got to get this campaign started, like start reaching out to people. And they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was supposed to do that. Tuesday is when I get the most emails. Yeah. That's my thought. Classic over. Th- this is just a glimpse would, into the mind of Libby. Just a classic <laughs> overthinker. But I would an, think it analyst. would be Monday because it's start of a new week. You're like all the opportunities Look, are going to roll in. It makes perfect sense. Tuesday. And that, that is how things work out there. I just <laughs> Boss picture, is getting on them. Like, yeah. Oh, Tuesday guys. They're you in didn't their do staff meeting yesterday. on Tuesday morning. Someone brings the muffins. <laughs> they like all have their coffee and they're like tired still. But he's like, all right, like let's go. Let's get this underway. Same with like you think at the start of a new quarter when they kind of like have an idea of their budget and stuff, they'd be emailing you. But it's always like 
like June is like what the middle of a everybody's new pushing ending. a deadline. They're procrastinating. I, yeah. like, oh, shit. I don't know. <laughs> Forgot to send live that message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, working like I don't actually like conversing with brands. Conversing with agencies is better because they are like a middleman mm-hmm. and they aren't really like for one party or the other. I mean, technically they're like for the brand, but um, they are like a middleman. They're not just like going to be offended if you say something like you don't like one part. Of yeah, the brand. They represent the other part. They yeah. represent the company, but they're more used to. They know talking. how to talk. They to know how to yeah. approach other influencers. Yeah, exactly. Not make it weird. Um, so yeah, I like talking to agencies better, but I just so don't like negotiating and don't <laughs> like talking about, I don't like selling myself. I don't like any of that. Like I'm really bad at it. All the stuff that I do like to do. Yeah. <laughs> and so I have always like, when I first started out, I would like get my mom to review the emails and like read my emails yeah. back. I didn't even know how to send a proper email. Like <laughs> now I know how to say like, I don't know, just all the sign-offs yeah, and stuff, the, like, you know. The like, lingo. Yeah, I know the, the email lingo. Being like, <laughs> what's, oh, there's one that everybody uses. Oh, hope this email finds you hope well. Hope this email finds you <laughs> <laughs> Like, anyway. If I see that in my inbox, <laughs> straight to trash. Really? That's usually a good one for me. Anyway, but I really don't like it. So I actually have someone who I work with who manages my sponsorships for me now because my mom can't do it anymore because it got to be a full-time job <laughs> my mom my, mommy can't <laughs> my mom, my my mom is too busy now she doesn't want to help yeah um she used to take wednesdays off to help anyways so <laughs> <laughs> she was she started working on wednesdays again uh so i have someone who lives in new york not the same agency that sent me a christmas gift but someone else and she manages me and a bunch of other people who i who are my peers on Instagram. I don't know if I can name drop them, but um, she manages like our sponsorships. So she'll be the middleman that's representing us. So like she'll talk to the brand or the agency on our behalf, which is better because I can literally send her like, oh my God, I forgot to do this. Hold on, I'll do it really quick. (laughs) And then she goes to the brand and she's like, yep, just some like technical difficulties working on it to get it to you soon, you know, so. Classic spin. (laughs) Yeah, she's got, she got my back. She's your spin team. She's my spin team. (laughs) For all the screw ups that you do <laughs> she's there to there was literally a screw up yesterday i, know. <laughs> <laughs> we I don't it. even know what she said to them it definitely wasn't what i said to her though like oh my god i completely <laughs> forgot about this oh my god, oh my god, i'm oh getting my god. audited i'm so stressed she's probably like yes we will get this to you asap <laughs> um what was i gonna say before oh yeah it's also really interesting because my degree for those of you who didn't listen to the very first podcast episode where i talked about my whole background but my degree i did two years of public relations and two years of communication which is like basically the same thing just a little different and so i like have the experience to work at one of these agencies so like in a different timeline i can see myself like as an agency girl going to the events yeah. like working with influencers getting to like talk to cool youtubers and stuff and like work on campaigns and i would love that but now i'm on the other side of it right now mm-hmm. i got my own thing and you i'm talking to both. those people i and uh, the thing is i've actually i just like conversing with pr people is so second nature to me because i know exactly what they've learned i know yep. what they're doing i'm like I'm in your head right now. Yeah. Like this, the words that you're using and like the way you're phrasing things, like I literally learned that in school. So that's kind of cool. But yeah. yeah, So, okay. One other little thing. How do you think influencing has affected the world? Good or bad or good and bad? 
That's such a layered question. There's so mm-hmm. many things that are good about it and so Let's many things that are bad about it. Let's pick one good thing and one it. bad thing each that we think of or that we think um, influencing has done. It's brought the whole world together and yep. takes us outside of a very closed society where one thought of one influential person in a s- closed society of a small amount of people just rules the whole town, mm-hmm. whereas many, many, many opinions out there now, you know, with all of those opinions coming in at you at all times, you can kind of make your own decisions. And Your uh, mind is, like, open to you. Yeah, you, you've got a lot more information and a lot more firepower mm-hmm. when, when it comes to debate. I don't know. I think just making the world a global community is probably the best thing to come of social media mm-hmm. influencing and uh, all these platforms like YouTube and uh, Instagram, Instagram, Pinterest, yeah. all that stuff. As for the worst thing, um, just taking us out of our everyday lives and forcing us into this global community has yeah. a very strenuous effect on our minds and uh, um, just being influenced in general can be bad if taken too far, it seems. A um, lot more anxiety, stress out there. Um, just not experiencing the things that are right in front of you. Um, just always being wrapped up in your phone and mm-hmm. your computer. Back um, problems. Back problems. Problem, yeah, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Carpal tunnel. Yeah, exactly. And just uh, a lot of the like the hatred and stuff mm-hmm. on the comments. Yes, everybody has a voice now, but also everybody has a voice <laughs> now. And there's a lot of friggin' idiots out there. So, get <laughs> friggin' idiots. Get friggin' idiots. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're also being heard, which is just not shit. good. It's not good. Okay, I feel like you had a theme there. So, you, your first one, the good thing was like the social part of social mm-hmm. media. Like, yeah. it's literally like putting the social in social media. It's like when people meet other people online like i've met so many people i never in a million years would have met in my life if it wasn't for meeting them first on instagram Mm -hmm. or following them on instagram but then the other side of it is like the ironic part about social media which is that it actually makes everyone a little bit more antisocial and a little bit a lot more isolated feeling and lonely yeah so it's interesting yeah it's It's hard to say that social media and influencing itself is good or bad it's more so are the people like anything really are the people in it good or bad and are they influencing um in a good or positive way or in a negative way and uh so like either you can add to the problem or (laughs) sorry i think that episode of community where they're like man is good (laughs) and they have to prove if man is good or evil oh my god the guy in the wheelchair (laughs) (laughs) he's like he didn't even help me man is evil anyway yep that was a good one (laughs) that's pretty much it (laughs) yeah that wraps up my thoughts on that i think yeah like it just comes down to each person at this point because like kind of the boom of social media and just everyone like fumbling around being like what is this like that's kind of past and now it's like people are really looking at who they follow and like who they choose to yeah expose themselves to yeah that's it's pretty much on your on you if you have a good or bad experience with social media you can choose to let the bad fly by you and just focus on the positive yeah like anything else in life like 
talking to anybody out in the real world. They can either be an asshole to you or they can be nice yeah. to you. And it just comes at you a lot more on social media yeah. and whatnot. But it's really up to you whether you think it's good or bad and whether you want to make a good or bad impact on the world yeah. as well, especially as an influencer. Like for yourself, do you think that you're adding to the problem or do you think that you're like limiting the problem? Yeah. I mean, it depends what you consider the problem but i think a big problem people see is like feeling it's kind of like fomo just like missing out in your life mm. like you see other people's like best moments and it makes you feel worse about your own life yeah so if that's a problem you're talking about then like yeah i think just being on the platform adds to that because like unless you're posting yeah. literally every second of your life you're probably more so posting the good things yeah it's tough because like technically yes you're only posting the best things on yours and you have access to what do you have like a hundred thousand followers so you know a false sense of sure. what you're yeah because like i don't post when i'm crying or like exactly or but then you also kind of do the other way around where you're adding a lot of value to people's life through youtube through and through instagram too mm -hmm. with some of the products that you promote or some of the ideas that you have or yeah. some of the inspirational quotes that you'll give or um, the recipes of course that you yeah. put out there that's that's huge and the vegan agenda and things mm -hmm. like that um so yeah i don't know you just kind of have to weigh it in your own mind whether you're more good than bad yeah and uh, i think you are in particular mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people out there that are just in it for just the money and yeah. just the popularity <coughs> and it's an ego thing and they like the hate comments because they get yeah. fueled by it and it's all just a yeah a tornado of negativity yeah. in their lives so something that i think that is good that came from it is that there's literally like a community for everything now true like if you are like a keto fanatic like yep. there's a whole community out there it's hard to feel alone anymore yeah when like you don't want to be alone it's hard to feel alone when you yeah. do want to be alone that sucks but um yeah there's you can always find somebody like-minded who's like into the same things as you or like who can inspire you for something that you want to learn more about like there's just I, i'm learning now especially having dogs and being more interested in like looking at content to do with dogs there's a community yeah. for everything like we found a, a every group sort of, of dog training. walkers and that's just pretty much a parallel to any problem that you might have in life is yeah. there's always something out there um yeah so like that part is really good about social media but i think the bad part is just like just kind of how it's been affecting mental health like you said like there's the one side of it that's like there's the spreading of ideas and sometimes it's the spreading of ideas that are not helpful or like conducive to yeah. a, a positive life at all but then it's also like the fact that everyone is only sharing the good parts of their life which is how it's been forever like whether it's on yep. social media or in real life people always want to make their life look you know better right, than right. it is yeah. people are catching on to it now and like trying to realize and remember that people do just show their highlights and not all the bad stuff. Yeah. And I think people are trying to be more open and realistic and transparent now and show it's some true. of the hard It's the almost hardships, trendy to be like that now. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so, yeah, those are, those are my thoughts. So, yeah, um, we got to go. Those are the thoughts. Yeah. Those are, that's the art for today. If you guys have any further questions, you can always DM me on Instagram. But um hope that this was interesting. 
Thanks for being on the podcast, Greg. My pleasure. Yeah. And thank you for sleeping, Hazel. She's like, no problem, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, I think She's their water is always Okay, well, we're going to go give our dog some water. <laughs> she seems very thirsty. <laughs> and, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. I hope you are having an amazing day wherever in the world you are. And I will talk to you all in the next episode. Bye. You can say bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>